<laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, it has all these hops. Cool. Glad to glad to know that. It's an IPA. I'll, I'll write that down on an app I'll never use again. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, what was the greatest episode of that very series? Here to bring you the answer, maybe, I don't know, I'm your host, the maudlin Kevin McAvoy. Give me a blue steel, baby. Ooh. That is not the same. <laughs> you said modeling. <laughs> no, I said maudlin. Uh, and what with me as always, <laughs> it's like wistful and looking oh. back on things. <laughs> With me as always, my traditional tastemakers, the tiered Vero Taylor. I got a whole bunch of Kleenex next to me. Oh, I thought it was tiered as in different levels. Oh, god damn. It is tiered as in different levels. You are 0 for 2 today, my friend. Just like a pyramid scheme, I'm bad news. If you think of a better one, we can come back to it. And the pedigreed Peter Iskandar. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I think you want best in show. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder, we'll be posting brackets and other good stuff on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. All the links are on the web, radioactivespiderpod.com. We're also on Patreon with exclusive bonus episodes, outtakes, and oddities. That's at patreon.com slash radioactivespiderpod if you want to support the show. If you're just starting off with this show and are confused about what the hell is going on, allow me to explain. Having completed our task of reviewing the entire 65-episode run of Spider-Man the Animated Series, we're taking it easy with some episodes to celebrate the show and rest on our laurels. That's right, and today we're going to tackle the nearly impossible task of picking the very best episode of the run. We're referring not to our own shows. We'll leave that to you to decide. Instead, we've constructed a 64-episode bracket going through and picking one-on-one winners between competing episodes using a simple majority. I've used the IMDb user scores to seed these episodes, and to make it fit the format, I eliminated one episode off the bat, the lowest-rated episode in the entire run. Which was what? <laughs> I expected Peter to almost certainly say Morbius here. That's why no, I no, left no. a pause. Rocket Racer? <laughs> it is Rocket Racer. Holy shit. Oh, no. Still, eh? I know that was rated really poorly halfway through the series, but nothing hit that deep yeah, of a bottom. I don't think there was a big push from like the fanatical user base to change Rocket Racer's score on IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dead show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that you're right. Oops, that makes me, yeah. <laughs> of course, this is a daunting task, but I think we're up to the challenge. Yes, it is a daunting task, but we will drink up for this challenge. Feel free to booze it up with us at home, listeners, as we give cheers and jeers to this series. What made the cut for your cup today, boys? I have a banana bread beer from Eagle Brewery. It's an appealing beer brewed with bananas. <laughs> it kind of tastes like beer and the banana penicillin you would get if you have an oh, infection. Gross. I used to drink that all the time. I hated it. What are you talking about? It's delicious. No. There it is. There's the real fight here. Uh, artificial banana is horrible. <laughs> For me, I'm going to use the tiered approach to this as well. Starting off on the low end with a Bud Light Lime. The worst thing I could find at the LCBO. Jesus. Uh, then upgrading to a uh, fancy collective arts lager and finishing it off at the top with a Jelly King. 
because uh, we're crowning a king here. Uh, I myself am drinking a nice goblet of red wine because I feel like it is a kind of a royal occasion. All right. Sounds like everyone's got the juices flowing. So let's jump into the fray, shall we? Um, actually, I have a question. Shut up, Peter. We're jumping in the fray. Let's go. <laughs> Any objections? <laughs> uh, no. Good. Our very first one. Uh, we're starting off easy. We have the, I believe, worst rated episode uh, besides Rocket Racer uh, versus the best rated one. Um, so it is Farewell Spider-Man uh, versus Return of the Spider Slayers. Wait, so you're not going to tell us which one was rated lower? No. That's pretty good. Well, Farewell Spider-Man's the one, the one we just finished with Stan Lee. And then uh, Return of the Spider Slayers is the one with the three-part Spider Slayer that comes together with a scorpion. And I'm pretty sure Jonah and Spider-Man are strapped together. So I don't know why that episode's so poorly ranked, because that's some great banter. I think he calls him Sourpuss for the first time. It's probably true. Also, there was that dog. Was it like Tracker or some shit? Because the dog's like, bark, bark, bark. He's like, can you not? It's a scorpion. Yeah, it's like Tracker or Cheddar or some shit. Chipper! No! Trooper! Well, shit, it was episode three. So. Versus episode <laughs> 65. Yeah, that was a different time. I mean, that one's got Stan Lee, though. Yeah, that kind of has an unfair advantage if you think about it. Like, it, it was a great episode. You know, it's got the, the, the end of the saga. It's got huge stakes. Everything that we loved about it. I rated it highly, I vaguely recall. This is actually pretty hard because the Spider-Man-Jonah dynamic is amazing. But that episode had, like, if you know, a great Sonic blast and... And then Uncle Ben, like... Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Farewell Spider-Man. It's the conclusion of the series. It's it's too good to lose to some know-nothing third episode. Yeah, I have to agree. I feel that episode three, you know, they're just trying to find their tone and everything. Even though the tone really didn't change in the entire series, it's like, it's episode three. You can't really compare it to episode 65. So yeah, episode 65. Uh, I'm going to give episode three its due because obvious, because you guys, it's clearly going to win 65. So I just want to shout out to uh, Sourpuss. Uh, fair enough. Uh, farewell, Spider-Man takes it two to one. I'm here for you. And no matter what, I love you. Next, we have Make-A-Wish versus the Lizard King. Uh, Make-A-Wish being the one where um, we first meet Tyena. And the Lizard King is the one with... Well, all of the lizard's children. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and say the lizard king. Accident! We're an accident! Uh, I'm going to go lizard king, because goddamn Party Deborah, I'm here for Party Deborah. It all makes sense now. Come on, Flash, don't be such a slug. Let's go party! This isn't like you, Deb. We've partied every night for the last two weeks. But you know what, though? The, the merit that uh, Make-A-Wish has is the fact that it actually is based off the comics slightly. I don't know. I don't think that the Lizard King episode was based off of it. So I'll give it that merit, but I still think that Lizard King was a way better episode. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm already outvoted. I'm going to give it to Make-A-Wish. Spider-Man going through an existential crisis. Fair enough. And uh, there's a lot less continuity errors. So uh, Lizard King wins, but uh, Make-A-Wish has a special place in my heart. That's when you see Peter at his like get, getting flushed down the fucking sink by Aunt May. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah, is right. a weird fever dream bit. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. A spider? Aunt May. It's me, Peter. Oh, I hate spiders. 
spiders. Can't you hear me? I know how to get rid of you. No! All right, next up we have Morbius versus Dr. Octopus Armed and Dangerous. Okay, now I can't tell what the order, like, if are these still, like, highest, lowest? Uh, we're in the middle of things, and there's, this is a multi-tiered system, so it's, I'm trying to make it obscure so you don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, appreciate, I appreciate the effort, Kevin. Thank you. Well, we all know what my thing's <laughs> gonna be, so. I mean, it is the first episode with Dr. Octopus. He was, you know. Four metallic arms? I was gonna say, I have to say, I have to say Dr. Octopus for the running joke of four metallic arms. How many times that came back? Four metallic arms? Uh, it stuck with me. Uh, the dynamo for no, the explanation of a dynamo for no reason. Like, so good. Um, oh, yeah. And Peter was gonna have a date with Felicia, which is also fun. Man, this is hard. I, I Obviously, that was a pretty good one. It, it's set, you know, it, it's an early episode and it's it's still pretty good. It's got four metallic arms. Um, I think I got to give it to the uh, to Morbius, not necessarily for the Morbius sake. I know Peter doesn't care for that, but it does have the origin of him. And it's got that scene at the end where Peter grows the extra arms. Oh, and that to me is what is what makes it great because it's so memorable like that happening is just it in the series i mean is huge but i understand uh dr octopus is probably the better villain but i think it, that was a cool that was a cool shot thought you're right i forgot about that that stuck with me i was like oh my god the pain it's excruciating and then, and then that like Tearing celery into the microphone sound <laughs> yeah. they use. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> of Peter. Course. That's a great description. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had some celery. I just go and get it. Just uh, Yeah. <laughs> just some Foley work for the people. I thought that the serum was going to help me, but the pain, it's excruciating. Next up, we have The Cat versus Return of Hydra-Man Part 2. Oh, god damn it. So The Cat was (laughs) when we got a lot more into that fresky hardesky. And then Return of Hydra-Man Part 2, it's the, you know, all the the craziness surrounding Mary Jane and the huge reveal that she was a clone the whole time. Two pretty good episodes, I'd say. That is tough. The Cat had had an old man somewhat touching his daughter. But Return of Hydra Man Part 2 made me feel feelings. So neither one is great either. This is a good showdown because I like the pesky Hardesky and in the ter- in the sense that I love the black cat and it was the introduction of the black cat. I got to give it to Hydra Man Part 2. It still resonated with me. I'm going to go for the cat because you got that flashback of like Captain America and tying in new canon into that. Um, it's pretty cool that one scene where we saw Red Skull, but um, yeah, I thought it was cool, kind of all the universe building that it was doing. So yeah, I'm going to say the cat. That's fair. Um, I think the second part is better. I, I don't I'm going to go with Return of Hydra Man part two. That, you know, the emotional scene at the end, that that sells it for me. Like, uh, it's a tearjerker. So two to one, I understand that. Uh, I understand your descent, though. Before I go, I want you to know just one thing. If any part of me is anything like the real Mary Jane Watson. She loves Peter Parker more than anything in the world. More than anything. No! 
Next up, we have Unclaimed Legacy versus The Man Without Fear. Um, so, uh, Unclaimed Legacy was chapter two in the Six Forgotten Warriors saga. Um, that's where Spider-Man rescues Robbie, after the, and then there's the Russian police. Where they go to Chernobyl. Yeah, the whole big Chernobyl showdown and all that stuff. Uh, versus Man Without Fear, which was the second part of the Daredevil saga. Um when uh, Spidey and, and Daredevil are actually like teaming up to clear Peter Parker's name. Both featuring a chameleon. Yeah. This one's tough, though. Yeah. Because each one contains a line that we have repeated several times. For example, Robbie, my ultovarish. How are you being? And so how did you like my friend Daredevil? How do you like my friend Daredevil? <laughs> Pretty, <laughs> Pretty sexy, good. huh? I'm your man, if you'll have me. If you'll have me. (laughs) No, that's the first one. That's the treason one. That's That's from Framed, framed. yeah. 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 Oh, damn it. These are, this is hard. Um, I'm going to go Man Without Fear because the fucking robe, like. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Seeing Matt Murdock strut around in that robe. Fuck, yeah, I got to give it to that one. I'm going to go with uh, the Unclaimed Legacy one, though, again, because of. The world building, the fact that there's all these different characters, um, each of them coming in with their different um, personalities and different funny things that they that uh, that they've done. Ah, hell, yeah, that one's okay. Uh, there's just a lot of shenanigans and weird shit that happens in, in Unclaimed Legacy. I, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Man Without Fear. Uh, I think it's the better of the two Daredevil episodes because um, it's the one where you get to start to really see him do stuff. The first one was more set up, so yeah, I, I, I really like Daredevil as a character. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that one. Can't believe I have to swallow this. Next up, we got the Six Fight Again. Uh, which is chapter four in the uh, Six Forgotten Warriors series versus Return of the Green Goblin. Uh, so uh, the six fight again, uh, that's uh, the second to last episode in that arc. Um, it's when the keys are all kind of being given out and like stolen by the Kingpin and his minions. Um, we get the Black Marvel kind of actually appearing here. And uh, it's it's kind of a little bit of a setup episode. Return of the Green Goblin. That's where uh, the Green Goblin starts talking to Harry through his brains, <laughs> and uh, the Punisher gets involved for some reason. Oh, this guy's a few pumpkins short of a pie. MJ, MJ, and me. <laughs> Your friend Osborne here is a few pumpkins short of a full pie. Uh, yeah, because Mary Jane shows up. Uh, I'm gonna give it to that one because Mary Jane shows up. Man, I love the Punisher in that one too. And like his unlikely like ally <laughs> with Anna Watson for whatever reason. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I gotta I gotta go with the Green Goblin Return of the Green Goblin. Actually, I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna say I think that's probably the best of the fucking Forgotten Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say Return of the Green Goblin just because of all the fucking shenanigans that uh Harry gets into. And uh I don't know. We had a good time recording that episode. How about we cheer him up with a late night pizza? You know, that just might do the trick. Come on. Next up, we have Partners versus The Wedding. Uh, Partners, part of the Partners in Danger uh, series, obviously, uh, was when Alistair Smythe was working for Silverman and they kidnapped the Black Cat. And then they like say you have to capture the vulture or the scorpion 
to get their DNA. Baby Silvermane tries to grow back up. Yeah. The baby Silvermane's day out. That one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big, ver- big baby Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, big baby. Uh, and then the wedding is the one where they get married. So I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Oh, this is a good matchup because both episodes had funny shit. The first episode had, oh, Mac was saving up lots of money. Um, we had 500 whole dollars. <laughs> we had, oh, that's my Sierra. And then the other one had all the funny bits from the wedding. I've already saved $500. Wow, 500 whole dollars. I'm going to give this to the wedding because the partner's saga those that episode was just a fucking chore by the end of it i remember that as well like it, it was really weird and like the whole like why do they even need spider-man thing and then he gets trapped in a bubble and it was really stupid oh yeah because he's like oh i gotta save cat and then he thinks with his dick and then gets <laughs> captured yeah i guess wedding and sarah's a fucking pill so <laughs> I just love love. I think I'm. I, I think I gotta go with the wedding. I think we gotta go wedding, even though it's a sham wedding. It's not a sham wedding. She had feelings. She's just a clone. Oh, we get Big Willie Fit. We get the duel between Fisk and JJ about. Oh, that's fantastic. About that's who true. has more money and like the things they're gonna do for this wedding. Like, yeah, that was good. That's great. Yeah, wedding. Go. I've already hired the top florist in Manhattan. I'm having roses imported from Ecuador on my private jet. Unbelievable. What about the cake? I know the top pastry chef in Queens. And I know the Queens top pastry chef. Next, we have The Menace of Mysterio, the first Mysterio episode, uh, against Carnage. 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 I mean, Mysterio episode had Mysterio. (laughs) (laughs) The Carnage Carnage episode had Carnage. So, (laughs) Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, Carnage. No contest. We're moving on. We don't have time for this. Our debt is paid in full. All right, next up we have Ravages of Time versus Turning Point. Turning Point. Turning Point. Turning Point. I mean, we'll get into it more. We can always get more into these really good ones in the later rounds. It's Turning Point. Get out of here. You can say it that episode... Something changed. Yeah, I mean, Norman Osborn, you know, time dilating around, turning it on. (laughs) Spare me your warnings, Osborn. Turn it on. The next matchup is the Final Nightmare versus the Immortal Vampire. Uh, Final Nightmare was the last episode of season two where uh, they needed to, like, reverse the effects of the Vulture's talons because... He was all fucked up. Yeah. And then uh, Immortal Vampire is uh, the one after Blade was introduced where uh, Morbius decides he's going to use the Recombinator to turn everyone into vampires. Uh, when Morbius got turned into a man bat. Oh, these are two good episodes. Like, they were both pretty solid. Um, they both, like, ended arcs. I know Peter doesn't like Morbius, but... This one had Morbius, you know, no longer being in it for a while. So that was good. Um, also, I mean, he randomly kidnapped Aunt May. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> it has the ter- the torrid blade Terry Lee romance that kicks up out of nowhere. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. The ability to feel seeped out of my soul years ago, Terry Lee. Learning to feel again may not be as hard as you think. And the weird, like, about face from Morbius is like, nah, I like this now. I'm going to be a dick. 
Whereas the other one was pretty ah, That also had, it's like, it's me, Adrian Toomes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the first thing I thought of. But I don't know if that carries the whole episode. But that one also put an end to, like, it, they both put an end to things that I didn't really want to be in the show anymore. One was Morbius, and the other one was... Uh, his mutation disease. I'm going to give it to the immortal vampire. I did like the torrid love affair with Terry Lee. Uh, it's a a sacrifice to like defeat Morbius in the sense that he's like, I fucked up and I use that as a closing line. So I'm going immortal vampire. I'm going final nightmare because uh, I like that that kind of closed out that saga that he used like science and trickery with Doc Connors' help. It has the blossoming romance between Flash Thompson and uh, Deborah. So... I'm going to pick that one. And Farley Stillwell just like leaving into the mist. Oh, <laughs> Never yeah. yeah. Me again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to go for the one that doesn't have Morbius in it. Whichever one that was. <laughs> Hooray. Connors, what? it's me, Adrian Toomes. And it's time for you to start earning that grant I gave you. Uh, okay, next we have the Vampire Queen versus Hobgoblin Part 1. Uh, <sighs> man... Um, Hobgoblin part one, I didn't like the vampire queen that much. Like there was so much continuity errors with like how the vampires worked. It did give me medium, which I apparently embraced way harder than I needed to. Medium? How did you find me? You get him saving Fisk. You get the like awkward, sweaty Norman in the limo afterwards because he's trying to betray Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I got to agree. It's I didn't love either one, but Hobgoblin like, yeah, it's got some cool Peter Parker stuff. It's got some cool like secondary characters doing interesting things, whereas Vampire Queen is a lot of bitching. Um, does Vampire Queen have Morbius? Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, so I'll go Hobgoblin. Let's <laughs> of two and... evils. Oh, yeah, it's your two nemeses facing off against each other. What are your secrets, Fisk? There's money to be made from secrets. You guys ready for a uh, a, a good matchup? Oh, no. We've got Doctor Strange versus the Insidious Six. Oh, that is a good one. It's got to be Insidious Six. Really? Just going straight for it, huh? Like the part one, right? It, the second one's called the Battle of the Insidious Six. So, yeah, this is when he gets them all together, take down Spider-Man, and he's having the problems with his powers. Whereas uh, Doctor Strange is the one with Doctor Strange. I mean, I do love Doctor Strange because he's a doctor. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I do love me a good team up. Uh, So I'm going to have to say Insidious 6, even though it's the Sinister 6. So whatever. Mm, It's less scary this way. Um, So we got two for the Insidious 6, huh? Uh, I'm going to dissent and say Doctor Strange. I really like that episode of like all the one off like partners. I think Doctor Strange is one of the best ones. It's so different. And the whole cult thing with Mary Jane was interesting. And the wand of Watoom. That's fun to say. Wong was cool. There's like magic powers and stuff. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good one. But uh, I understand it. It is the Insidious Six. You get to see them all together. It's basically... That is what the first season was setting up, was that episode. So I, 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 I get it, but... I think the old bat is sweet on a dock. Next, we have Day of the Chameleon versus Battle of the Insidious Six. I mean, oh Chameleon's in both of them, so technically, he's the winner regardless. Yeah, you must be very happy. Isn't that the first episode, Day of Chameleon? Yeah. Uh, 
No, that's the last episode of season one. Right. Yeah, but it's where the first we time got he's Nick speaking. Fury and the flipped eye patch thing. Uh, he's trying to assassinate people. That was actually a pretty good episode. Yeah, I'm gonna go Dave the Chameleon. Battle of City of Six. I mean, that was all about the trickery. The other thing I didn't quite love about the the two Insidious Six episodes was that you didn't see Spider-Man at his best. He was all like losing his powers and kind of shitty. It's a pathetic nephew. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> we, wasn't, that was we, yeah. We that was that one. It was that, that, one? One? that episode, yeah. Battle of the Insidious Six. I think you kidnap an old lady and strong arm her weak nephew. Pathetic. I think I gotta go. Day of the Chameleon. It's that's the, a god. That's a good one. It's the six air conditioning units for the first time. My holocubes. I gotta go. Day, day of the Chameleon too. All right, three for three. Yeah. Uh, picking up the win. Day of the Chameleon. Like any good freelancer, when I want to get a shot, nothing gets in my way. All I need is one good clean shot. Next, we have the price of heroism versus Secret Wars Arrival. Secret Wars Arrival. Yeah, I didn't love either one of these uh, season five series, but The Price of Heroism is like the last one in the Six Forgotten Warriors arc. So we get to see him, them fight Electro, I guess, which is sort of something. And then Arrival had so much potential. Like you get to see all these characters and they and you don't get to see how shitty and badly done they are. So I, I agree. I think Arrival is, is the better one. I have to agree with that. I think Arrival, again, I love me a good team up, especially here they actually brought in characters that aren't usually in the series. So, yeah, I'm going to say Arrival as well. An intriguing game, wouldn't you say? But one side has all of the pieces, which hardly seems fair. All right, next up we have Return of Hydra-Man Part 1 versus Doom, the third episode in the Secret Wars arc. Uh, Doom, I didn't like the first Return of Hydro Man. I mean, you get the honeymoon, but like, other than that, it's him beating himself up to the cops for no reason. Oh, wait, it's got the oil rig. It's got the black cat getting shut down awkwardly on the boat. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, I needed to be with somebody a little more lighthearted. Somebody like you, Spider. I'm sorry, cat. It's too late for that. Much too late. Well, I certainly feel a bit foolish. Yeah, it's got some good stuff. Doom is more just of the same of Secret Wars. It wasn't it wasn't terrible, but yeah, I don't know. I think Return of Hydro Man, because of that weird trip to Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> and the jacket. Don't forget the jacket. Oh, that bobber? The bobber jacket wins it for me. I vote Hydro Man. What do you Peter, vote? What do you get? Peter reminding us about the bomber. Yeah, I'm going to go Return of Hydro Man. I, for all the things you said, Peter. Agreed. Sorry, MJ. It was well worth the wait, I assure you, Mr. Parker. Last in this uh, side of the bracket, we have the Spider Slayer. That's the second episode versus Venom Returns. Venom Returns. Venom Returns is when we get, uh, it's the first in the two-parter where we get Carnage being formed, but uh, that's got, uh, you know, the, all the stuff with the portal and then Tony Stark, get some War Machine in there. Mordo, I need you. Mordo, I need you. Uh, we also, and the Spider Slayer, it was, you know, kind of setting up a lot of the series with uh, Norman Osborn getting Spencer Smythe. Uh, it's got Eddie Brock reporting on everything. Flash Thompson dresses up like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, watch out! I'm going Spider Slayer. 
I'm going Spider Slayer. Um, I love the Triple J party. Uh, I love that, like, it's the first time you think he kisses Felicia. Uh, Felicia. Oh, yeah, she just smooches him, she, even though she's there with Flash. Yeah, she puts a She's big, just rolling on Molly. Yeah, it's Peter <laughs> in the suit, his, like, tux that we rip Ooh. on for the rest of the series. My very best. For the photography, yeah, I'm on uh, Slayer. I love surprises. See what you think of this one. Inventor Returns is the one with Iron Man, though. No, it's War Machine. Uh, Iron Man's in the one after that. Iron Man's oh. in Carnage. Oh, okay, never mind then. Um, it's got War Machine, but thanks for the compliment. Oh, now I remember, now I remember. Iron Man's the other guy, but thanks for the compliment. Yeah, I'm going to say Venom Returns, just because Iron Man, War Machine, different characters. So yeah, I like that one better. Jeez, those are both good. They're, they are both really good, and like for different, completely different reasons. I think I'm going to have to go with fucking the Spider Slayer, I think. It's just got so much more shit that I remember. And Venom Returns is overshadowed too much by Carnage. Like that was a re- Carnage is really good. Yeah. Venom Returns is just good. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Spider Slayer, but it's close. You you're ruining everything. Next up, uh, we've got Return of Craven versus the Alien Costume Part Three. Ooh. Now Return of Craven. That's when we get. Uh, the whole <laughs> Mariah Crawford sexy kitty, the, the sexy kitten. <laughs> Uh, um and alien costume is fucking alien costume it's it's the venom saga the last episode yeah it's the one it's not the one where he becomes venom and like spider-man um has to give it up it's the one after that no yeah. that happens right at the end of the second episode yeah I, I i gotta go alien costume all day i'm going alien costume for sure yeah aloha <laughs> we hated the craven episode because it was like all you had to do was explain what was happening craven you idiot tragedy is like strong acid it dissolves away all but the very cold of truth it, it was an unnecessary mystery because he didn't tell him and he just took the shit and yeah it was really stupid i yeah yeah fuck that. it's just the way they phrase things and it's just like could have resolved this in one fucking sentence it's mariah Say goodbye to your friendly superhero. This Spider-Man plays for keeps. Next, we have Duel of the Hunters, another Craven episode, uh, against Attack of the Octobot. Oh, fuck. Okay, so this is the Tyena. This is Tyena and Mousy save the day. Yeah, versus Punisher. This is Man-Spider. This is Man-Spider where, yeah, Mariah Crawford and Craven are trying to, like, track him down and cure him while Punisher is trying to fucking kill him. This is a good showdown because they're both good episodes. It's Francis Bacon versus Spider-Man not knowing who he is because he's like amnesiaed. Who's under this mask anyway? Well, maybe if I knew, I don't recognize the face. I don't know who I am. I'm going Duel of the Hunters mainly for the shot of fucking Man-Spider webbing up Punisher Oh, it's so good. It's so well drawn and like scary and cool. Um, yeah, I'm going the death of the, the battle van. It's rip battle yeah. van. Uh, yeah, no, this is no contest to me. Duel of the Hunters all day is a great yeah. episode. And Attack of the Octobot is kind of funny. But also kind of racist. So we really should go. Duel of the yeah, Hunters. <laughs> it, it, it has some it has some uh, representations, which are not ideal. So I agree. Uh, Duel of the Hunters. Peter, what's your thought? Yeah, I'm going to say Duel of the Hunters as well. I remember as a kid losing my fucking mind seeing the man spider. So. Oh, yeah. And this one was when you really get to see him do his shit. Yeah. 
I don't know karate, but I know crazy. I know crazy. In the words of the immortal James Brown, I don't know karate, but I know crazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is when he like backhands fucking Harry Osborne. Oh, too. for sure. Yeah, because he goes <laughs> to see just, MJ. Yeah, yeah like, that's just fun, right? So that's uh, cool. I'm impressed. We would be magnificent together. All right. Next, we have the sting of the scorpion. Uh, versus Gauntlet of the Red Skull. Uh, so Sting of the Scorpion was a first season episode where in the Sting of the, the, the Scorpion's introduced. It's like episode five or six? Six. Yeah. Gauntlet of the Red Skull is the f- second episode of the Secret Wars when we realized uh, yeah. what we were actually getting. Oh, okay. See, here's the thing I'm torn because I love the ending of Gauntlet of Red Skull. Because of the smooching? Yes, I'm a sucker for the smooching. What's wrong with Iron Man? And what's wrong with Iron Man? No, we hated that episode, so I have to give it to Sting of the Scorpion because the whole, like, Gargan, and then, although, to be fair, he does try and suck up power from a nuclear reactor. But it's also, I love the the insults uh, against the Scorpion, and uh, this has got some good Jonah growth and development, which I liked as well. Well, that's too bad, frog face, because to me, you're nothing but a two-bit, no-account, second-rate sewer-breath baboon with the brain of a pigeon and the face of an eel. Yeah, I'll give it to Sting of the Scorpion. I fucking hated the Gauntlet of the Red Skull. It was so disappointing. Peter? Sting of the Scorpion as well, because also it was heavily based off of the comic, which at that, which they were, which they were doing a lot of more earlier in the series. And then Gauntlet of the Red Skull is just kind of like... There's a bunch of things happening. <laughs> so, yeah. Any of them good? Peter's favorite line of the rebels getting pounded. Yeah, that's true. I won't let him get away. Cat, we've got to help the rebels. The robots are pounding them. Uh, Scorpion wins. And speaking of things that Peter loved, uh, we have the Awakening versus the Mutant Agenda. Um, the Awakening was when Morbius returns um as the man bat and then gets woken up and all that stuff and uh the mutant agenda was the first part of the two-part x-men crossover um when spider-man goes to the x-mansion and uh then it kind of narrows it down and it's wolverine and beast and the whole thing with landon but landon's in both of these episodes that's interesting i do gotta say that maybe i have to give it to my favorite character ever clay don't get your hopes too high, Clay. So. <laughs> Whoa, you're going awakening. No, I'm not. I'm just making a fucking joke. Um, obviously, <laughs> meeting the agenda. Dick, Clay. <laughs> Have you not been following <laughs> my, you, whole, my whole logic of I like team ups? <laughs> like, <laughs> and do not like Morbiuses? Yeah, this is very Morbii? Peter, I thought you were going to say your favorite character was Cecily. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, so, right. yeah. and then our other favorite character is Cecily. <laughs> Can I? And I was going to be very surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised at you, Cecily. Really surprised. I got to agree, obviously. Uh, Mutant Agenda was great. We got to see the crossover that we actually wanted, and it was good. They made great choices with being like, okay, here's everybody. Now let's get Jean Grey and them out of there, and we'll just <laughs> yeah. focus on the good ones. Get the Jean Grey out of here. And not only was it a good crossover, like it was, it also like fit what was happening in the storyline. Like they didn't just discard what was happening with Spider-Man at the time. They were like, well, how, how would, how would he go to these people? It all made sense. Oh yeah. I'm team uh, mutant agenda for sure. 
That two-parter is so strong. Sounds like we're just a bunch of muty lovers, guys. Um. <laughs> I'm very surprised. <laughs> Leewald, I see one. Talk about luck. I knew if we watched Xavier's property long enough, we'd find a mutant. He's the world's top muty lover. Uh, this is another hard one, I think. Uh, next, we have Enter the Punisher versus Framed. Now, Framed is the first part of the Daredevil saga where we have fucking treason happen uh, and enter the Punisher is the, uh, the first appearance of the Punisher. Um, and it's you know more Morbius stuff, obviously as well. Yeah. Enter the Punisher is when he's running around with multiple arms. Yeah. I'm going to go framed. Yeah. I just think it was a bit more, I think it was ridiculous because it's treason, but I liked the layout of it. And then they almost kill him by putting him in a tube and, like, asphyxiating him. It was very super villain. I'm also going to say framed. I'm your man, if you'll have me. I'm your man, if you want me. There was, you know, they're both really good. I, I'm, I'm torn, but I, I, I'm going to go to the Punisher because I really like the Punisher in, in this series. And I think they, they did a really good job bringing him in. And, again, it made sense in the context of the show. I, I understand uh, your choice, though. Uh, one, please, with lots of mustard. One, please, with lots of mustard. Next up, we have The Haunting of Mary Jane Watson against Hobgoblin Part 2. Ooh. Yeah, the second part of the Hobgoblin uh, in the first season, when Spider-Man kind of just tricks him into dying, basically, and, and gets his ass kicked most of the episode. And uh, Haunting of Mary Jane. Mary Jane's back, and she's acting. I'm going to have to say Haunting of Mary Jane. Because Mysterio dies. <laughs> How many of our picks are going to be based on spite? <laughs> it's clearly all of them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Haunting of Mary Jane for the same reason you gave about the multi-armed Spider-Man ending. The ending of Peter like revealing his identity to Mary Jane lost it. Lost it when I was younger. So I got to go with that one. Oh, yeah, that's a great ending. Good point. I mean, it never it was never in doubt. I'm always going to go haunting Mary Jane on that in this pick. But that's a that is a it's got a great ending. Mary Jane, there's something I have to show you. Ah! Mary Jane, there's something I've got to show you. <gasps> Next, we have Guilty versus the Ultimate Slayer. Uh, so Guilty is the one where Robbie goes to jail for you know, un, you know, weird crimes because they made him into a crime boss called Mastermind. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mastermind. God. The heat's on to us, Mastermind. 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 Come on, Mastermind. Mastermind. Okay, Mastermind. Mastermind. Mastermind's been nabbed. Mastermind. And uh, the ultimate slayer is when uh, Landon comes in to replace uh, Smythe. Yeah. And uh, Smythe gets turned into a cyborg. Uh, I'm going to go Ultimate Slayer because obviously like, yes, Spider-Man, I remember. But um, he attacks like Norman. He go like he steals him on the hover chair. Uh, (laughs) We get flesh mutated and enhanced. Like, I think that one to me is better than the other one's just so poorly. Like, why did they arrest him? What's the point of him being in the prison? Like, it was a terrible plan. It's so over the top. Um, I agree. I think I think uh, Guilty was a pretty crappy episode and it was very badly animated for some reason. I remember (gasps) that distinctly. But we get Jigsaw Um, Jameson. Oh, we do get Jigsaw Jigsaw. Jameson. Jigsaw? Jigsaw Jameson. Oh, my God. Jigsaw Jameson? Jigsaw. 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 
Jigsaw. Jigsaw Jameson is back. But on the other hand, like Ultimate Slayer, it also has that twist that like, oh, yeah, his dad has been in cryogenic suspension this whole time. Like that was kind of a cool little like throwback to the very beginning of the series. Like, holy shit. They like they actually dusted something off. I mean, it's got a lot of dicky fisk in that one, too. (laughs) I'm going to have to go and say guilty, though. Just that Jigsaw Jameson, the ridiculousness that was. Fuck it, Jigsaw Jameson. I'm going for it, too. Yeah. Guilty, guilty, (laughs) guilty. It's so good. All right. Jigsaw. I'm going going to go Ultimate Slayer just so that it gets a nod. Just so it's acknowledged. I mean, it's a fine episode. It's it's perfectly serviceable, but doesn't have Jigsaw Jameson, so get the fuck out of here. Do you still remember how to make a news hound float? What? You shove him in the river and toss him a life preserver. Jigsaw. Okay, uh, next we have uh, Six Forgotten Warriors. So the very first episode of the Six Forgotten Warriors arc uh, had the same name as the the arc for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Against I Really, Really Hate Clones. I Really, Really Hate Clones. Yeah, all day. I mean, we get fucking Vulture Spider-Man stealing his prey's equipment. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get Spider-Man with no powers. We get Dick Rich Spider-Man. Like, It's got it all. It's Dick got Rich. All. His name is Dick Rich. I mean, he is a dick. But Dick Richards, also- the, the millionaire <laughs> philanthropist. Of the six Forgotten Warriors episodes, that is a good one, I'd say. It's got the backstory from like Keen Marlowe, and it, it dives into Peter's parents and all that stuff, which is kind of interesting. So like that is good, It's but it's not end of the world's Stakes good. Uh, it's got to be clones for me. Yeah, I agree as well. Gotta love that Spider Verse. You see, I really, really hate clones. Next, we have uh, Tablet of Time versus Alien Costume Part One. Ooh. I'm like, do we need to talk about this one? I mean, Tablet of Time's not bad. Alien Costume Part One. I mean, even the space shuttle crash and this and the events after that. That sequence is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I, Jersey. I think it was much more, and we talked about it uh, in our episode, but it was like much more compounded by the fact that they did the same thing in the Spider-Man They movie. nailed it so hard, they basically stole it. Parker, how on earth did you get in the middle of Manhattan, hanging upside down in a costume you've never seen before? Next, we have the Black Cat versus Tombstone. Well, the Black Cat. Ooh, yeah, this is when, like... She's like gasses him and smooches and oh uh, when when he shows up at work the next day and he's got like a little kissy face. I haven't heard word one about a costumed adventurer, but it looks like you've been having adventures of your own, Peter. Huh? How did that get there? Stop burping on me, Robbie. Uh, Tombstone's got. I mean, that's got some prime Robbie in it as well, though. Tombstone. Tombstone's a good episode, but I'm just a sucker for the black cat. I'm going to have to say Tombstone just because of Straight Arrow. Straight Arrow. The voice acting was great. The backstory, Alfonso Ribeiro. Come on. Oh, God. The gang. Randy Robertson. That might lose it for me. Uh, Randy. (laughs) Fucking Randy. (laughs) No, it's Black Cat for me. We all know how cats feel about water, but I think I can keep your paws dry. getting pretty good at this uh next we have secrets of the six versus mutants revenge 
Mutants Revenge is the second part of the X-Men crossover. And uh, Secrets of the Six is the third part of the fucking five part uh, Six Forgotten Warriors. Secrets of the Six is the almost entirely flashback one, right? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of flashbacks. Is that just with like Black Marvel recounting everything? That's the episode. Yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty much. The story of the six American warriors began in 1942. Oh, definitely Mutants Revenge. Yeah, I'm gonna say Mutants Revenge. Just again, I love a good team up. No one gave a shit about Jean Grey. Watching Spider Man cook uh, Cyclops. <laughs> so hard yes it is is worth the price of admission for me i gotta go uh mutants revenge as well a hundred percent beast and wolverine are down there they'll need your help we're on our way professor next we have the prowler versus enter the green goblin that's the first green goblin episode right first appearance of green goblin that's right i'm gonna say enter the green goblin enter the green goblin that one's great where they're stealing people and you, there's a the genuine mystery yeah, 100% enter the Green Goblin. The titanium cables, eh, fat boy? <laughs> hey, fat boy. Didn't count on me having super strength or titanium cables, did you, big boy? You're an old Navy man. <laughs> <laughs> you know your way around some semen. <laughs> the, 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 huh? fucking, me? the fucking thumbs up from Kingpin. <laughs> yeah, the thumbs up. We still we used it on our Patreon. Uh, yeah, Prowler's fine. It's fine. It's it's uh, you know what it's when we watched it I remember being like you know oh no this is gonna be shitty it's not nice to double cross the ice but uh, <laughs> I gotta go with Green Goblin God the worst fucking made up super villain is he even super villain nothing super about him <laughs> it ain't nice to double cross the ice is his power just ice puns and a ray gun. Like, Mr. Freeze has that market cornered, I'm sorry. And so does Iceman. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Edge of the Green Goblin is, is definitively the winner here. Well, well, someone's spying on me. Didn't you know that curiosity killed the cat? <laughs> uh, we've got Blade the Vampire Hunter versus Goblin War. Goblin War? Um, What's Blade again? Oh, the first. Oh, uh, when it's he shows first, up for the first time. Yeah, it's the first time you meet Blade during the Morbius thing. And uh, Goblin War is Goblin War. Goblin War. How does Blade end? Like, what's the two-parter bracket? Doesn't matter. It's Goblin War. There's Morbius in that one. So it's <laughs> Goblin War. Yeah, it's also it's also got like uh, when <laughs> when fucking uh, Felicia gets engaged and he's like being super smug. <laughs> And his mansion with his mayonnaise. Oh, of Ooh, course it'll be. Of course it'll be. Felicia and I want to thank you all for coming to celebrate our engagement. This lovely woman has made me the happiest man on earth. No, you're right. It has to be Goblin War 2 because there's that awkward scene with Felicia and Spider-Man. And he's like, Spider-Man can't have a girlfriend. But you could tell he's kind of like... Well, Peter could have one and Spider-Man could have one. Like, she's ready to rip the ring off to date Spider-Man. He's thinking about it. And I... Oh, yeah. I can make this work. I can make this work. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to go Goblin War for sure. We're not doing by the bits, but like, it literally changed the way we say episodes. Goblin War. (laughs) Goblin War. It's the winner. 
Do you really love this Jason Phillips guy? And why should you care about that? Unless you've got a better offer. This is crazy. Next up, we have Hydro Man versus Night of the Lizard. Oh, Night of the Lizard was the first episode. Night of the Lizard, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Night of the Lizard. <laughs> I don't need it here anymore. Night of the Lizard only for that weird narrated part where they're both underwater and he's like, this is my hero. What's happening? And they get like lit and it's like weirdly sexual. That is weird. Um, the animation is really good, too. I'll, I'm going to say Night of the Lizard is better episode, although it doesn't fit the formula as much. But I feel like Hydra Man could have won a lot of these first rounds because I think it's a really good episode. I really like how MJ gets to be, you know, it gets to be a little bit more about MJ and, and she's strong and Spider-Man gets hit into an air conditioning unit. Yeah, but Billy. Billy. Next, we have Shriek of the Vulture versus The Spot. Oh, oh this is a good one. Because these are up. two like villain origin episodes. Yeah. The Spot. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's any. I think we even mentioned it when we reviewed it, but. Um, the spot got terrible rating, I think, uh, and Shriek of the Vulture, relatively good. It's This is the first part of the two-part Vulture, uh, when he's first introduced. He, he's stealing people's uh, youth temporarily and, and going by different names to flirt with Deborah Whitman and stuff. Right, this one ends with him sucking Spider-Man's youth. That's right, and then the uh, which is a good, which is a very good cliffhanger, and the spot is like own Doctor Own, um, you know, getting like leaving Stark Industries and doing his own thing. You're not gonna stick me on some some bathroom tissue improvement team. I've got bigger fish to fry. Um, I you know what? I actually really like the spot. There, we the fact that we shot on it going into it and then embraced it just shows that it's actually a way better episode than it gets credit for. So I'm going the spot. I agree. I, I really actually ended up liking the spot a lot. It was kind of fun and like credit as well. Like even up until the very last episode of the series, they were still using his portal tech as a, as a plot device. So that's a good point. It was a clutch. It was super episode. important. <laughs> whereas the streak of the vulture kind of happens and you're like, okay, well, I mean the second one is good. Eh, whatever the spot. It's the spot for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to say it is tough because I like the Shriek of the Vulture because of just how devious the Vulture is to go and get the tech back and then it's that awesome cliffhanger um, with Spider-Man getting super old. Um, but then also the spot has a lot of science and it had Dr. Sylvia Lopez in it. I'm going to have to say the spot, though, because the Vulture gets his own appearance, his own, haha, <laughs> the Vulture gets his own appearances later in the series, but like you said, Kevin, the portal tech has such a effect on the universe, like, up to the last episode. So, I'm going to have to say spot, too. Yeah, it was low-key a big episode. Well, Owen, what do you say? Do you accept the position? Hello. I will take that as a yes. Um, all right. Last one in the first round. Final two episodes. Craven the Hunter versus the Alien Costume Part 2. Oh. Both first season episodes. Craven showing up, uh, yelling about other men and uh, 
sexually feeding Robbie water and uh, <laughs> Eddie costume part two where uh, Eddie Brock's bullshit gets kind of called out. And uh, yeah, there's some there's some crazy shit going on with Prometheum X and Peter has to fight the symbiote off of him. That whole thing. I mean, get back here. Shocker. <laughs> I was going to say, I unfortunately, Craven may win the hunkiest hunk. Uh, bracket, but Alien Costume Part Two is such a solid episode that he's gonna get kicked. Like he got kicked out for Craven and Craven Returns. Sorry, buddy, you can't win them all. Yeah. Uh, Alien Costume Part Two, you get Dark Spider Man that's not fucking dancing on the street. He almost kills the Rhino and is like, "What the fuck did I just do?" You get Get Back Here, Shocker. You have that sweet metal song that he sings. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> It definitely happened. Okay, uh, so that is the end of the first round. Seems like a lot, but it narrowed things down significantly. So cheers, everyone. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Clink. Clinkity clank. All right. Wow, was that all the episodes? Except for one, Rocket Racer. <laughs> All right, starting back at the top, we've got Farewell Spider-Man versus The Lizard King. Farewell Spider-Man. Very last episode versus, oh yeah, Lizard King sucked. I didn't like that at all. I yeah, mean, I'd say Farewell Spider-Man as well. Yeah, I mean, last episode, it was a great episode. And I just want to say that I intend to see that you all get from me what you deserve. Uh, next, we have Dr. Octopus Armed and Dangerous versus The Return of Hydro Man Part 2. Dr. Octopus Armed and Dangerous. Hydro Man Part 2. Whoa. Man. Ah, uh, you were, everyone, you both were just like, yep, definitely. Strong opinions. Um, I mean, Dr. Octopus, the first one is only, it's okay. It sets him up fine. It's four metallic arms, but uh, I gotta go Return of Hydro Man Part 2. As much as I don't love the mystery part of it, it was really good. And the emotional shit at the end is is, is too much. It's still that's going to that's going to carry it pretty far. So I'm going to go Hydra Man. I hate you. Then you're just going to have to hate me for all eternity. That's my wife. Next, we have the man without fear versus return of the Green Goblin. Oh, man. So that is the second part of the Daredevil saga versus uh, when Harry becomes the Green Goblin. I'm going to say Man Without Fear because I'm a believer in justice and the law. (laughs) (laughs) And the law. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. Sexy jacket for Daredevil. (laughs) Um, Man, Return of the Green Goblin. It's got the return of Mary Jane as well, which is kind of... You know what? I... I don't really love the return of the green goblin as much as some of the other ones. Like, I mean, it's Harry focused. That's one thing it's got late night pizza as another, but like the Punisher part feels a little tacked on to it. It's a little weird. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you, Peter man without fear for me. Bureau dissenting opinion. I was going to also go man without fear, but I wanted you to go first. We've romanticized parts of return of the green goblin, but there's sections of that episode that fucking drag for no reason. It's just not as well written as Man Without Fear. Not as tight. No doubt now who the imposter is. Only the real thing to do that with the Billy Club. Catch you later. I've got to check on our friend. 
Okay, next we have The Wedding versus Carnage. Carnage? It's got to be Carnage. Yeah. What are we doing here? Feelings versus the absence of feelings? <laughs> I have to say Wedding because I love that. Oh, you would. Fuck, but I also really like Carnage. Damn it. problem for me is that uh, The Wedding, the plot kind of around it is not nearly as good. The whole, again, it's Harry being the Green Goblin. Yeah. Oh, and then we have to go to the Harry in the hospital, and that's really fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that episode. Fuck. Yeah, actually, fuck that. No, the wedding isn't that great. I'm going to go Carnage. If one person deserves this more than him, it's you. Next, we have uh, Turning Point versus The Final Nightmare. Final Nightmare is the... uh, uh, the end of season two with uh, the the vulture uh, taking Spider-Man's youth and DNA. Right, 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 right. Um, it has to be uh, a turning point. Oh, yeah. 100% turning point. Turning point is so good. I mean, we didn't even talk about turning point. That's how good it was. But uh, in the first in the first round. But that is the one where. Norman uh, just starts fucking with Spider-Man, finds out his secret identity, invites him to dinner, and then, like, tries to kill him in his house and throw him off a bridge. Peter Parker's here! Now the party can really begin! Ah, Peter Parker's here! Now the party can really begin! I'm so glad you could make it. Put her there. It's enjoy the stew. It's how do you get those photos? It's throw the web Fantastic shooters. Fantastic angles. It's how it's throw the web shooters in the fireplace when you have no other option. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it, it's fantastic. Peter, I have a secret. Should I tell them our secret? <laughs> Don't we, Pete? <laughs> Don't we, Pete? Is he coming on to me? <laughs> oh, my God. He is coming on to me. It's Flash Thompson calling them out for showing up to Harry's birthday. Like, yeah. Oh, talk about class. Score one for bad taste. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you do remember my name. Oh, Christ. Show a little backbone. But you know what? But on a, on a more serious note, I think it was really good how they uh, adapted the storyline of Turning Point from being about Gwen Stacy uh, dying, but fitting it into this universe and the story arc they were already uh building uh all right yeah turning point though fantastic episode it's gonna be one of our contenders i think oh i'm sorry peter was i squeezing too tightly i forgot how delicate you are and dinner is ready to be served i hope you enjoy the stew uh next we have hobgoblin part one versus the insidious six insidious six love that love that team up yeah. Insidious 6. It's the it's Rhino and the baby Bjorn for the first time <laughs> hanging yeah, from dumb. the helicopter. Uh it's from the theme song when like Doc Ock bursts through the stairs. Yeah. It's It's uh it's does, I'm pretty sure does that one have um uh the the chameleon posing with his oh, hand it, on his hip. It does. It does. It's him like <laughs> posing with his hand on his hip and then shooting Spider-Man just point blank. Love and it. uh and also Doc Ock insulting the scorpion. Back off, you pea-brained, uncoordinated, absurdly dressed excuse for a man. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, also fuck. when Mysterio pretends to be a train. Like, it's yeah, there's some good parts in that one. Welcome, chameleon. 
Mysterio, Rhino, Scorpion, Shaka, Dr. Octopus, my insidious six. All right, next we have Day of the Chameleon. Uh, it's the 13th episode, season one, uh, versus Arrival from Secret Wars in season five. Say Day of the Chameleon. Day of the Chameleon was really good. Yeah, there was that. The the ending of that is so good where you just like you don't expect the chameleon to have infiltrated again. And J- and Triple J is pissed off that he fell for it again, even though at that yeah. point he had the ridiculous belt buckle. Yeah, they suckered you in like a second time, like as a as the viewer, you didn't expect it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you're right, Peter, the fact that it like it ends and then it really there's a twist at the end. It's got some great Triple J as well, which is, you know, this is this is when he was at the height of his powers. We we did say that this episode was completely different in style from the ones prior. And I think that's what sticks out is that it is like a truly a spy episode where the stakes are high and it's not soup. It's not Spider-Man being a superhero. It's like him having to use his brain. There's subterfuge. There's a lot of layers and I really like it. The chameleon just has a fucking Beretta for some reason. You're like, okay, guess I'll shoot a motherfucker. And to be fair, it's probably our first MJ on screen kiss, and it's not actually Peter. Yeah, the chameleon knows what to do to blend in. Peter, why'd you do that? I had to. What made you think I'd let you? I took a gamble that Peter Parker was the luckiest man on earth. Next, we have uh, Return of Hydra Man Part 1. Versus the Spider Slayer. Okay, Bomber Jacket versus Felicia Hardy Kiss. Here we go. I have to leave also. <laughs> I have to, I leave, have to also. leave also. I have to leave also. And then that episode also has like where we suspected that Aunt May and Triple J were banging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. she's watching the equivalent of Fox News, like ready to rip apart Spider Man. <laughs> Return of Hydro Man has the Bomber Jacket. The black cat scene, it's pretty well written in that, you know, MJ is like kind of smart too. She does the signals. I don't know. I don't think that's as good an episode. You know, and I'm reflecting on it. It's got some lovey-dovey shit, and, uh, which is nice. And it's got references to the area of the world in which I was born. But other than that, I'm, I think Spider Slayer is, is the better episode. It sets up a lot more of the series. It's got, uh, you know, ballroom scenes. It's got a smooch, you know? Yeah, I'm going to give it to Slayer because uh, Return of Hydro Man lags when he, like, inexplicably goes to see Terry Lee, whereas the Slayer episode, it's just top to bottom tight. You know what? I'm going to give it to Return of Hydro Man. That fucking bomber jacket, the call out to Niagara Falls. I love that you hated the bomber jacket, but now that's becoming your justification for... <laughs> Giving the episode a point. My father. Did he get out? Uh, Okay, next we have the alien costume part three versus Duel of the Hunters. It's got to be alien costume part three. It's Venom showing up to do Venom things. Ooh, yeah. Aloha. Nice spider jammies. Nice spidey jammies. Brock! Be seeing you, ma'am. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, no, alien costume. It's no contest. 
Oh, it's got Venom driving the fucking 18 wheeler. I mean, Duel of the Hunters was pretty good, too. It's got, like I said, it's got that scene where he flips a battle van. Oh, he sends him to space. He sends Venom to space. That's pretty cool. Alien costume. Come on. Uh, alien costumes got it. So long as I can shake the memories of the crash and that black alien ooze. Dreams go away. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Next, we have Sting of the Scorpion versus Mutant Agenda. Talk to me, Lee Walds. <laughs> yeah, Mutant Agenda. Mutant Agenda. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Sting of the Scorpion just sort of limped through that first round. Uh, Mutant Agenda is so good. That crossover we all wanted. Genevieve. Yeah, it's so cool to have the X-Men. Power of lightning strike again! Um, power of web shooters! Get real sticky! Alright, next we have Framed versus The Haunting of Mary Jane Watson. Again, first episode of the Daredevil arc. Uh, I'm gonna go with Haunting of Mary Jane Watson again with the ending. Like, so much is on that ending because it's just, like, wrecked me as a kid. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Haunting of Mary Jane. I mean, Framed had some good ones. Um, I mean, fucking treason. But and lots of mustard. Yeah, and lots of mustard. One, please, with lots of mustard. I'm going to say framed for me because um, what I really liked is like it just throws you into it and you have no idea what's happening. And you're kind of like reeling with Peter. It's a it's an unusual framing device. Pun intended, I guess. Yeah, it's well, it's a well written episode. It's like more written for adults than a kid's show. It has like mature writing, which you wouldn't expect. It's like the him about to be like the, the throw the switch in the electric chair. It's like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage wasteland. And then they go to the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. But you guys both picked Haunting of Mary Jane. So that is our winner. There goes my film debut. Up in smoke. Let's go. Next, we have Guilty versus I Really, Really Hate Clones. Oh boy. I really, really hate clones is my winner. Yeah, I didn't like Guilty. Um, it was a bad episode. Besides the Jigsaw Jameson? Yeah, that is the only redeeming quality. And uh I really, really hate clones was a very good episode. You didn't want to leave it to Birch here? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many plot holes in this episode. <laughs> and when Dribble J is gonna kill him? <laughs> he guess he's got a gun. He's just gonna shoot him. And like they fall out of the helicopter in an embrace back down he into jail. He just hugs him and then breaks yeah. his spine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh fuck. That's it's hilarious, but it's not good compared to fucking clones. I mean, I'm only saying the triple J, like the 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 fucking jigsaw thing. Ironically, compared to this, it's it's got to be clones. Of course, yeah. For me, it's I really really hate clones. That's <laughs> you were gonna say. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it's. it's <laughs> Jigsaw Jameson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, I was right about you all along, but I never dreamed you'd go this far. All right, next we have the alien costume part one versus Black Cat. So that's part two of the Black Cat series where uh, she's she actually has her powers and stuff. And he sacrifices himself in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, versus yeah, the alien costume. It's the, the crash and, and all that stuff. It's a crash and the nightmare. Yeah, because the suit gets on him. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I went crash, dirt. Crash, nightmare. Pollution and then he's on the Hudson. Yeah. Stuff. 
Hudson River pollution. Rich, thick, and creamy. Um, yeah, definitely alien costume. <sighs> Man, yeah, I, I, I don't want to only pick the alien costume episodes here, but that's not a reason not to do it. It's, it's, they're so good. Those are the ones that, like, people remember to this day. No one remembers fucking Secret Wars. When we started this podcast, everyone was just like, my apartment? Everyone <laughs> yeah. was just like, Venom was so good. Like, yeah. people I yeah, didn't even right. know watched the show, but no one was being like, what's wrong with Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> but now they are. Everyone is saying, my apartment? This and that. But no one is saying, what's wrong with Iron Man? This. And Jigsaw Jameson? That. Was this about Gabo? Alien costume part one's obviously gonna win. I just have to give a shout out to the black cat because gosh, so so much tension. I love yeah, it. I mean, that's the thing. It launched puberty, basically, so you gotta give it its due, but uh alien costume, just so good. Just so good. That shuttle could be dropping in on us any minute with explosive results. Most unlikely. Uh, okay, next we have The Mutant's Revenge, uh, part two of the X-Men crossover versus Enter the Green Goblin. Uh, mutant crossover. <sighs> well, I don't know. This one's tough. Oh, wait. This is the first one. Shit. I thought it was Return first time of the Green you Goblin. Meet, no, first time you yeah. meet the Green Goblin ever when he just he's abducting all those people. And then there's the underground base and you think it's hairy. This is a it's hard cock inducing cob piece. No. Oh God! It's the baby! It's the powder blue it's suit. It's also the powder blue oh, suit. Powder Don't blue call suit. me boy. <laughs> Don't call me not the winner of this. That's what I say. I pick Enter the Green Goblin. What was the other one? <sighs> it's the mutant mutants' one. revenge. Oof! Yeah, and they I'm kill say- Landon. Yeah. Shut up, you puny little geek. Oh, that's a good line too. Shut up, you puny little geek. Wolverine had a whole series of good one-liners. But uh, yeah, powder blue suit. Don't call me boy. I'm gonna have to say, enter the green goblin. That's two. Vero. Oh. Opinion. Counterpoint. Okay, I'm gonna give. I'm going enter the green goblin, but I'm giving a special nod uh, to Rogue getting caught by Spider-Man. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll bet you say that to all gals. It's probably the best part of the episode. And shout out to Spider-Man cucking Cyclops. Nice. Real nice. Our justice is blind no longer! <laughs> All you megalomaniacs have such a weird sense of humor. <laughs> All right, next we have another hard one. It's Goblin War versus Night of the Lizard. Episode one versus when the real goblin dunked on the lesser goblin. I'm going to give this one to Goblin War. Like this is hard. There, there was a lot of build up to this, and this was the one where Jason McIndale exposed himself, right? Not <laughs> uh, he's in jail. He did yeah. expose himself to Felicia, but that the fact that he was the Hobgoblin. Yes, yeah. it comes out at uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was really good, uh, and then also just the fact that Mark Hamill did a really good job at this whole thing. The Night of the Lizard, yeah, it was, it was the it was the first episode. But like it, the series didn't hit its stride until a little bit later. So I'm going to say Goblin War. I'm going to give it to Goblin War as well. I kind of joked about the weird resolution to the Night of the Lizard episode that like still kind of sticks with me. Like, what the fuck was that weird bath time? The Goblin War also has the ending with Jason Philip McIndale getting arrested and 
Felicia calling herself like a black cat that's cursed. Like there's a lot that episode holds a lot of like plot cards in its hand. And I think that it's just very well written. Yeah, I think you guys nailed it. It it like you have that special place because it is the first episode. But now the lizard, it's got, it's got a lot of weird shit in it. And it just didn't really have everything figured out yet. Uh, just the animation was so good in those first episodes. I remember that. But Goblin War is pretty great, too. So uh, I think I'm going Goblin War. God, wait, what am I even saying? Goblin War. Goblin War. Digital restitution and analyzer. A servo control incendiary optometry. Uh, makes coffee. Coffee. All right. Last one in this round. The Spot versus the Alien Costume Part 2. This is unfair. This is really... I mean, I'm going to go Alien Costume Part 2, but The Spot is so good. The Spot was is like, yeah, it, it doesn't get the love it deserves, but it's not Get Back Here Shocker. It's not Spider-Man realizing, like slipping into becoming a villain and not realizing it until halfway through the episode and then freaking out. Yeah, It's not... Spider-Man riding in the car with Triple J listening to If You Want to Call Me Baby. <laughs> what do you think we... they were listening to on the way to that church? <laughs> like, their Alien Costume Part 2 is just so well done. It's the thing that, that people remember the most about this series. Not fucking Dr. Owen and the Spot. Like we said, the spot deserves more than it gets, not just because it wasn't a bad episode, but also because of how much impact it has on the series. But does it have more impact on the series than fucking the symbiote? Probably not. Nope. Should I try the sonic blaster? Okay, uh, that is the end of that round as well. We are getting a lot closer to the end here, folks. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Gotta pee. Cheers. Same. We have Farewell Spider-Man versus Return of Hydro-Man Part 2. Oh, they're both goodbyes. God damn it. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of waterworks in both of these. <laughs> the mystery surrounding uh, Mary Jane and then her, her, her death as a water clone. And the last episode of the series. <laughs> I'm going to have to say Return of Hydro-Man Part 2 just because of the emotional impact that had farewell spider-man like watching that last episode first of all i don't even think i saw that episode when it aired in like january of 98 or whenever but i do remember mary jane fading into water it just goes to say that the the show was still good then so like they're both a little disjointed i don't think either one of these is gonna win at all for me because like farewell spider-man is like a couple of stories like it's it's the end of the previous episode plus the Stan Lee stuff kind of you know what I mean it doesn't feel like a full episode unto itself in any way and on the other hand uh Return of Hydra Man Part 2 great ending and stuff but there's a lot of it that is weirdly padded like the whole mystery thing Oh, yeah. Where he's going to cake shops and shit and fighting like a toy robot just just to pad out the the time I mean, they're both tear jerkers for me. I remember watching both of them as a kid. Uh, I'm going to go with Farewell Spider-Man because it's got that Uncle Ben tear jerker. And it just felt like, you know, it's got that conclusion to the character. I remember watching the We'll Find Your Mary Jane and being like, 
oh, what the fuck? Like, where's her Mary? Where's this Mary Jane? Like, not understanding what a series finale is, if that makes any sense. And not understanding what a cliffhanger was. Because I'm still wondering where his Mary Jane is. Well, we might be able to find out a little something about that. Teaser. I'm going to go Farewell Spider-Man. And the reason I say that is because I gave Return of Hydro Man Part 2 a lot of oomph because it ended so strongly. But to be fair, the first like two thirds of it is kind of rough. And this guy, <laughs> you can't go in them in those clothes, my dear. Farewell Spider-Man is strong for the first three quarters. And then you get the Stanley like funsies bit at the end. So, yeah, I'm going to go Farewell Spider-Man. All right. Uh, very well, Spider-Man takes it very narrowly. <laughs> Do you remember what I taught you about great power? Yes. With great power, there must come great responsibility. Uh, next, we have Man Without Fear versus Carnage. 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 What are we doing? Peter. Yeah. <sighs> Really, you guys? Like, no love for the D. The we double love, D. I love it's the double D. It's just the fact that okay, okay, Vera. It's just <laughs> the fact I crave the D. <laughs> it's just the fact that, like, I think it's just Carnage and who he's going up against here. Yeah, and that's just 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 how it is. Them's the breaks, if you will. I love Man Without Fear, but uh, I think I kind of have to agree with you guys because not only do you get Carnage, who's like a great villain. Um, and they did him as about as well as you can in a kid's show for this with the urn, which is one of the things that makes me a little hesitant about it. And the over-reliance on Dormammu, but like the heel turn, not heel turn necessarily the opposite of that, of, of Venom from being just this mindless revenge based villain into the somewhat of an anti-hero that he becomes in like the comics is well done here. Yeah. And uh, they actually managed to kind of to, to show you that. Iron Man's great in it, and he just like Carnage is just so villainous. Carnage is one of the best comic book villains. That might be what is where my bias lies. Where it's just this was maybe my first exposure, probably as a kid, to Carnage. As a kid, seeing this, it's just like this guy's funny and he's unhinged, and like Spider Man is really gonna need to be smart to fight this guy like and he does cool shit like he uses a symbiote more than um venom does like he turns into stuff which i thought was really cool yeah i i agree um i mean this got me into uh venom and, and carnage obviously as well and then i remember reading the books which i think i remember reading carnage in new york which was written by like david michelini like I didn't read the comics as much, but I read the paperbacks because <laughs> I was a fucking dork. But of course, the Maximum Carnage video game was <laughs> oh, so yeah. popular. Was and then the actual yeah. fucking comic storyline is a fucking snooze. But now I see what Madam Webb meant about keeping my enemies closer. All right, moving on. Uh, our next one is Turning Point versus the Insidious Six. Turning Point. Yeah, Turning Point. Spider-Man swinging on the George Washington Bridge and then we've talked about this and then landing the animation and the like sheer like let's fucking go um, alone just blows Insidious 6 out of the water. Yeah, 
yeah, I think this is this is it's a fantastic episode. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Turning Point's going to take it for me, too. I'll bet you two have been conspiring to get together for some time. Uh, Mr. Osborne, you've got it all wrong. You know, I saw another one of your spectacular Spider-Man photos in the Bugle. How do you get those fantastic angles? Next, we have the Day of the Chameleon versus the Spider Slayer. This is a tough one. I think I'm going Day of the Chameleon. I think the spy story was better. Um, Spider Slayer gets points for setting things up um, and having some great Eddie Brockisms and things like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a big robot, you know, with some interpersonal stuff like and the interpersonal stuff there is kind of hokey. Like it's very early comics. Like you can tell how much they cribbed from 1960s Stan Lee writing in terms of like, oh, you're a coward for running away when there was a horrible like everyone was getting crushed. Like nobody would think that like nobody would act that way. Yeah. Puny Parker. Day of the Chameleon has like a romantic mix up that was very 90s in its way, but it it makes more sense. Yeah, I'm going to go Day of the Chameleon as well. The only part like. The ending of Spider Slayer is what sets up like very much the rest of the series in the sense of the Smythe and Kingpin team up. But Day of the Chameleon, like as an episode written, um, is like, again, written in an adult way because it's the spy. It's smart. It's a pilot reading pornography in a uh, in a helicopter. It's got it all. Which basically took off a whole bit on its own. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Day of the Chameleon. Guys, this makes me feel a lot better that you guys appreciate the chameleon. <laughs> because this is Oh, in that case, I'm changing my opinion. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was really good and then uh just we kind of just at this point have robot fatigue with spider slayers and it's like, "Oh, another fucking robot." Like, I don't care what you call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that's like a good point. they the show even fucking said that itself. I mean, you can just go ahead and say how much of a boner you have for Nick Fury, Peter. That's perfectly fine. This isn't the hunks bracket, okay? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to admit to anything. Keep it in the hunks bracket. Uh, all right. Okay, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Heck of a job. Thanks. Next, we have Alien Costume Part 3 versus The Mutant Agenda. This is so not fair because these are both great episodes. Fuck. Mutant Agenda is the first one. Which I'd argue is the better of the two, if I had to pick. Is it? Because the other one, it just sort of falls it falls into like, oh, okay, now we have to deal with the like the threat of this guy and his like journeying into a giant monster and we shoot lasers at him and well, make a sky laser and stuff. You're and like, then he's ah, naked fine. and you have to drape a thing over him because you don't want to expose his weird penis. Um Sure. Two-toned. I'm going to say Alien Costume Part 3, and the reason I say that is because the Mutant Agenda, as amazing as it is for a team-up, it's not a... It is Spider-Man, but Spider-Man sharing the screen with another star, so to speak, in Wolverine, whereas Alien Costume is a Spider-Man-centric story through and through. Yeah, the torment from Eddie Brock... It really makes it for me as well. I, I agree. Oh, nice spider jammies. Like, yep. fuck, that's such an undercut. I'm going to go. I'm also going to go Alien Costume Part 3. Yeah, of course. Alien Costume Part 3. Aloha. Say aloha. Next up, we have The Haunting of Mary Jane Watson versus I Really, Really Hate Clones. Ooh, this is a tough one. It is. 
You know what? I'm going to say Haunting of Mary Jane Watson because I thoroughly enjoyed that episode more just because of the story being pretty well written. Way better written, I feel, than uh, I really, really hate clones. Really, really hate clones is just like, and there's this kind of Spider-Man and there's this kind of Spider-Man, which is cool and I appreciate it, but I really, really hate clones was like, what the fuck is happening? Peter, you ignorant slut. Um, <laughs> no, here's why I disagree. Uh, I'm going, uh, I really, really hate clones. I, I have a complete opposite opinion. Uh, I think they had a way, way harder job to do when it came to writing. I really, really hate clones and they fucking still pulled it off. How do you make this work and make it make sense and not just like pass the buck and be like, a, you know, you could have hand waved it away. You could have been like, this is what happened, whatever. But they don't. They explain why things are happening. They explain what happened in the background. They give like, you know, weight to a bunch of other uh, episodes and they explain why the Beyonder can't just fucking fix this with his powers. Like it, it all makes sense. Like so a ton of work goes into that. And then you get these cool guys. You get everything about the Ben Riley saga, like pretty quickly summarized and like, it's not perfect but i think it's really good the other one was sort of a, a goodbye to some of the iconic villains which i appreciate um at the end of the day it just was more robots and they use robot ways to kill them which made it less interesting to me that's a really long-winded way of saying you're right peter that was not me saying <laughs> that i said the other one like, i completely disagreed <laughs> All right, here it is. Uh, I'm going to go the same route that I went with the Return of Hydro Man Part 2 logic, which is the first two-thirds of the episode I remember us ripping on heavily, and of, and I'm referring to The Haunting of Mary Jane Watson, in the sense that the daddy with the bubbles makes no sense, and they do it twice, and it's kind of weird. Um, I... I liked the weight of the haunting of Mary Jane Watson, but I felt like they spread it out. It was like spread too thin. They didn't have enough substance to the episode. Whereas I really, really hate clones. You get the teleportation to a new world that is similar to yours and is fleshed out in that, in this case, evil one. I'm going to go. I really, really hate clones as much as I love the ending of, the haunting of Mary Jane Watson. The rest of the episode isn't fleshed out enough. All right. Uh, so clones takes it two to one. This is starting to sound like a bad comic book plot. It gets worse. And next we have alien costume part one versus enter the green goblin. Enter the green goblin. Yeah, we were talking about it. The alien costume saga a little bit more. And I kind of realize now how little happens in that first episode. Like it's a great sequence with the, with the, the crash and all that stuff, but really not a lot happens in the entire episode. It's actually kind of pretty slow paced, which works. And it's not, it's certainly good. Um, but end of the green goblin. So good. This one's tough. I do love alien costume part one. So I'm going to stick with that. So alien costume part one. All right. Where did you come from, Jersey? Got a claim check for that bag? Check this. Another goblin versus alien costume fight. This time it's Goblin War versus alien costume part two. Alien costume part two. Goblin War. Goblin War was good, but it wasn't as good as that. 
You're right. Goblin, it's Goblin Moor and then uh, followed by Turning Point. And you kinda, I kind of let them bleed together in my mind a lot. Kind of like the Alien Costume Saga, I suppose. But yeah, Goblin Moor in and of itself is good, but not nearly as good as Shocker yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going Alien Costume Part 2 because that is a Spider-Man slash Peter Parker centric episode. The arc in the story is directly about our hero, whereas Goblin War, he's kind of just being the good, the typical good guy. You will pay for this. The check's in the mail, baby. No, oh, what are you trying? No, no, I give up. Come on, you're supposed to be the good guy. You can't do this. All right, that is going to end that round. We were getting very close to the end. Uh, all right, next round, we've got Farewell Spider-Man versus Carnage. Oof. Peter, if anybody deserves to have a hard time with this, it's you! <laughs> no, I think you just made it really easy. Yeah, Carnage. I mean, that made, I think that did the opposite for I me. I just recalled, I recall, you just reminded me of that. Farewell Spider-Man. Farewell Spider-Man closed up some plot lines. Yes, it had, like, Uncle Ben, like, basically just being like, did you think it'll be easy, boy? Got Gwen Stacy. Did, did you? you? Fight it! And Fight Gwen, it, boy! Yeah, Gwen Stacy. I don't know. In the canon of this show, no one gives a shit about Gwen Stacy. I do. <laughs> I do. This has spider carnage, though. Yeah, which I wasn't too fucking happy about that either. Really? Spider carnage is basically a made-up villain. Oh, so, all villain. Everything. This is fiction, Peter. Peter is picking carnage. I know, and I am picking farewell Spider-Man. That's what I was saying. <laughs> and I know, oh. and I think he's wrong. So here's my opinion. Yeah, that's what I'm doing here. That's really what we're doing. Yeah. Do you, I have the middle vote? Fuck. Yeah, you do have the middle vote. My point is this: like, uh, Carnage is a great yeah. villain, but like, too much of that episode is not about Carnage. It's about Dormammu and Soul Jars and Terry Lee and like. Um, I believe Ashley. you mean Dormammu. It's, Dormammu. His voice is a little much, uh, as well. We'll give it that. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I have to pick. Listen to your heart and agree with me. <laughs> no, do what you want. I don't care. You agree or you get a divorce? <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. I was on Team Carnage until you brought up that half the episode doesn't actually have to do with Carnage. And we all want the episode to be Carnage heavy, but it really isn't. It's about the Venom switch to anti-hero, which then is not a payoff because he fucking switches sides and then goes into the fucking portal dimension immediately. I have to go series finale. I have to go series finale because you hope that you're going to find Mary Jane. I don't like real talk. I don't actually love the Stan Lee part. I think it's really hammed in. Hammed in. Uh, it's a combination of ham fisted and shoved in. I like that they acknowledged Stan Lee, but I feel like that also that scene took like a lot of runtime away from what could have been like more fights and more of an interesting resolution. I don't know. The wine's hitting me. I'm going farewell to Spider-Man. That's my two cents. All right. Farewell Spider-Man takes the win. Gee, you're definitely not the same guy I've been writing about all these years. Well, Stan, we all have to grow up sometime, I suppose. Uh, next up, we have Turning Point versus Day of the Chameleon. Well, that's not fair, because that... Get out of here, Chameleon! Turning Point forever! Turning Point forever. Yeah, I have to say Turning Point. God, like, the animation... Enjoy the stew, hope- Vero. 
What's wrong, Spider-Man? No quick comebacks, no clever one-liners? You think this is a game, Osborne? It's not! That was the woman I loved, and you're about to learn what that means. Next up, we have Alien Costume Part 3 versus I Really, Really Hate Clones. I'm going to go Alien Costume Part 3. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the same. I really really hate Cones was 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 great. It had all those different uh, Spidermen, but uh, did it have Venom driving a transport truck honking? No, it didn't. So obviously, <laughs> did it have BC and your ma'am? Did it have nice spider jammies? For me, Alien Costume Part Three, it's about it's about the torment that Brock starts putting him through. Like he just starts showing up. He starts fucking with him in ways that nobody else gets to see. It's only on him. And it's a it's a bit of a trope, but it's fucking really well done. Oh, he gaslights the fuck out of Mary Jane. It's basically (laughs) Cape Fear. Yep. He basically Cape Fears him. It is like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Really, really hate clones. Uh, Really, really liked. But Alien Costume Part 3 is great. Hey, buddy. Real quaint. Homie. Be seeing you, ma'am. What a nice man. So polite. Last in this round, Enter the Green Goblin versus Alien Costume Part 2. I'm going to step out right now and say Alien Costume Part 2. Green Goblin's great because it's got kind of that mystery, but this has like Spider-Man in the black suit. He looks buono. And like I said, it's the slow... Descent into villainy. Um, that's that's they do very well. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go and say, enter the Green Goblin. It was a treat to go and see Triple J and Kingpin and Green Goblin being way over the fucking top and and some reinforced and reinforced restraints for you, big boy. Like that kind of mocking shit. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, enter the Green Goblin. Okay, Vera, what do you got? Alien costume part two suffers from being the middle of a three-parter. Disagree. Think it's the best one. Tell that to Empire Strikes Back. I give it and Two Towers. Arguably, I love Two Towers. Godfather part two. I'm going to say Enter the Green Goblin because actually it's kind of scary. I don't know. People are being stolen. You don't think they're being... You might think they're being murdered. There's a mystery which I like. Uh, fuck it. I'm going Enter the Green Goblin. Start to finish. It's a great episode. Hey, wait a second. They never recovered a body. There's still a chance my father survived. Don't torture yourself with false hope, my boy. Don't call me boy. I am every bit the man that my father was. That is the end of that round. We are down to the final four. On one side of the bracket, Farewell Spider-Man and Turning Point. On the other, Alien Costume Part 3 and Enter the Green Goblin. So... Let's get started. Farewell, Spider-Man versus Turning Point. What are our thoughts? Turning Point. Turning Point. You know, I want to stick up for Farewell, Spider-Man, but I'm not gonna. It's Turning Point. I hope you enjoy the stew. You'll pay, Osborne! If I have to chase you forever, you'll pay! Not if I can help it. On the other side of the bracket, then, we're going to Alien Costume Part 3 versus Enter the Green Goblin. Alien Costume Part 3. I'm going to say Alien Costume Part 3 because of the tension at the end of it. So iconic. It is basically canon 
for a generation. It's when Spider-Man defeats Venom, he never celebrates when he defeats other villains. But in this one, him going, I did it, I won, you like get the feeling that he was up against the wall. And like that really solidified why Alien Costume Part 3 is special because he admits that he almost got fucked up. And then he's like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah, he was going to kick my ass. He's way better than me. But yeah, I win exactly. anyway. Yeah, it's him being like, holy shit, I did it. I did it. I beat the most relentless, unforgiving opponent I've ever faced. So that gives us the alien costume. I'm going to agree of the alien costumes. I'm surprised the third one's kind of gone this far. I, I kind of would have picked the second one as my favorite. Enter the Green Goblin is is great, but it's it's more about the mystery of teasing out this new villain rather than um, really exploring it. Like it's it's more it is an introduction. Um, so I don't think it's it, it does as much with the Green Goblin as alien costume does with venom i'm going alien costume as well so it sounds like we again have a consensus our final round our best episode of the series comes down to this it's turning point versus alien costume part three and uh, just a quick reminder, of course, Turning Point is the episode where Green Goblin figures out who Spider-Man is, torments him, and then they have an iconic fight on the Brooklyn Bridge, which results in MJ sort of dying. And Alien Costume Part 3, the birth of Venom, he torments Spider-Man because he finds out his true identity, and they have an iconic fight at a uh, spaceport that is conveniently located near Manhattan. Oh, funny that they're kind of parallels. Well, I mean, when you describe them generally, I suppose a lot of superhero stories fall into certain patterns. Um, but they're both really great episodes. What what are we feeling here, guys? I'm going turning point. The story itself is self-contained, but so impactful. It is a rivalry between two iconic characters. Um, I still talk about the scene where he's like in the tuxedo and he's half exposed as Spider-Man. That whole scene where he busts out from the tuxedo and he's got a spider suit underneath is just so cool that I have to give it to Turning Point. Parker, you've been a thorn in my side for too long. You've pestered me as Spider-Man. You hurt my son as Peter Parker. <laughs> well, it all ends tonight. I'm going to give it a turning point as well. I just think it was a way better written episode. Alien Costume Part 3, though, it was super entertaining and had a lot of uh, quotable and memorable moments was just... You know, it was earlier on and you didn't really feel the same emotional impact on the characters as you did in Turning Point. Like, in Turning Point, you've been with these characters for, like, three whole seasons. Um, and Alien Costume was in the first season, which, like we said back when we started doing this, that, like, oh, man, I didn't think that this was this, was this early in the series. So... The whole relationship with Mary Jane and the buildup with Norman Osborn becoming the Green Goblin and all that kind of stuff has, what, three years of of buildup. It just, 
you you ha- you were vested in these characters by the time the turning point came around, which is why the loss of Mary Jane, the emotional anguish that Spider Man feels, and you can and just obviously the great voice acting uh, on um, Christopher Daniel Barnes like makes you actually really feel that emotion. Whereas Alien costume, yeah, it was pretty cool to go and see Venom. He's like muscly and he's um fucking with spider-man but it's not the same impact so that's why i'm going for turning point this is the path you chose for yourself to do things on your own once that decision is made there is no turning back it is yet another thing that you have to learn learn i am tired of you and your riddles and your lessons and your supreme arrogance don't you ever ever enter my life again do you hear me do you hear me you guys have kind of nailed it here i i agree as well uh turning point it, it brings kind of everything that it, it's kind of, this is what we're kind of debating here is venom the ultimate villain of spider-man or is it or is it the green goblin and i've always kind of leaned more towards the green goblin because they're a little bit more on the same level everything spider-man can do venom can do better He's just a better Spider-Man and he's but he's kind of more evil. So there's always that huge disadvantage. He's never going to meet him on equal ground. And when he fights the Green Goblin, they have different attributes, but they're pretty almost they're almost perfectly balanced against one another. And that's what makes it interesting. Every little thing here and especially the voice acting um, like huge, huge credit uh, to what was his name? Neil Ross. Who does uh, the the uh, who does Green Goblin in Norman Osborn's voice? Like he does such a great job in this. When you're comparing Venom and the way he tortures Spider-Man in his personal life to the way that uh, the the way that he does it here, and he does it with a split personality, it, it's so cool. You know, Harry, your friend and I share a little secret, don't we, Pete? Tiger, what is he talking about? I. I wish I knew. Maybe we should let your friends in on our secret. Over dessert, perhaps? He does know I'm Spider-Man. But how? Uh, will you excuse me for a moment? <laughs> Make sure it's only a moment, Pete. The party's just begun. Um, That comes from kind of hitting your stride in the third season. And I think this is sort of the peak of the series. Yeah. It's the last part of the third season of a show that went for five. I, I, I don't think it's at all disingenuous to say this was the peak. We get turn it on. We get Spider-Man also being like, I can stick to the ground. Fuck you, you piece of shit. And like the question of whether or not he pushes Green Goblin into the portal. Like that alone is just so cool. And you could argue that um, the spot episode has huge repercussions throughout the rest of the series. So does this. I mean, the symbiotes are, are important and they, and they get tied back into the final episodes. But so does the the portal technology and all that. Um, it never goes away either. And that's all because of what he does here. If he hadn't miniaturized it and turned <laughs> it on, we wouldn't have had the final episode that we did. So there's that, too. Spare me your warnings, Osborne. Turn it on. Well, uh, that settles it. Our our greatest episode is Turning Point, and uh, by God, was that intense. <laughs> <laughs> Friendships were ended. We want to thank you so much for listening. Um, we're going to post this bracket on our social media for you to fill out and disagree with us and 
you know, swear and stuff. We'd love to hear it though. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or on email. All the links are on the web, radioactivespiderpod.com. If you have a favorite part of uh, our episodes past, send those along too with some timestamps and we uh, can include them in a future episode. We've also got merch on TeePublic, bonus episodes on Patreon if you want to support us. But most of all, we'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, or share the show. Also, check out our older episodes if you haven't done that already and you just want to hear some more. We will be back at you with some more mystery content in two weeks. Until then, this is Radioactive SpiderPod saying, you're all a solid 10 to us. Keep swinging. Oh, you did. <laughs> Catch you on the other swing. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the stew. I will love you always. I'm afraid we can't do that. Officially. Tell him I love him. And peace and reunion to you. Make a team crumb. <laughs> Make a team crumb. It is over. I should probably look into that eventually. Yeah. Or not. It's no, fine. and then he goes and gets really excited because he has web fluid again because he can shoot webs. And he's like bounces around the, the room being like, yippee, yippee. I'm like, oh my God. Okay, whatever. Uh, keep it in your pants, Spider-Man.